and and then the sound slowly gets louder of do 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 mana mana do 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 mana mana no it's coming mana mana States Paranormal Podcast. Sit down and buckle up for a lightning ride through everything cryptid, creepy, and paranormal. Welcome back, all you hitchers and drifters, to the United States of Paranormal Podcast, where we take you on a weekly road trip through the United States to check out everything cryptid, creepy, and paranormal. I nailed that in one take, ladies and gentlemen. Let's hear applause. Let's get oh. Fucking applaud. Congratulations. You have managed the bare minimum. I did. I did it. And then you have to it. call yourself out on it, which makes it just sad. It makes... I'm gonna, if anybody's going to pat me on the back... Hey, I mean, hey. I'll do why it. don't you keep that ego in check, sir? I'll try. Uh, it's me, Logan, uh, back again to the right of me. And it's me, Matt. It's Matt. And to the next of him... Bose. Bose is back, Are everybody. We sure it, the- it seems like it's been forever yeah. since Bose has been here. But technically, I guess it hasn't for our listeners because... Everything is aired out of date, so a bunch of our empty Bose things we've done before this technically haven't been aired. Yeah, no, that's true. Uh, I think, what, Dallas and at this point you guys would have heard Felipe. Felipe. Part one. So you guys have caught two episodes without Bose, but there's more to come. I think well, not just one, like one yeah, more. Just right? Felipe, that's it. Yeah, Felipe, yeah. Part Felipe Part Two. Who knows when that's going to air? God, that's a good one too. Yeah, it is. So keep uh that's supposed that should air out for us after this one. Our next Tejas episode, it should go doesn't it go wanna go Brandon, then Felipe, then you, or does it go Brandon, you, then Felipe? It's gonna go Felipe. Oh, the the original plan, we can always revise this, but the original plan was Brand or uh Felipe, Brandon, me. Well, that makes sense. We well by that time th- well, no, by that time we'll be in October. Good God. Not quite yet. No, because uh, uh, we're either ending this run pre-October with Felipe, or it might have been that Felipe was going to end up coming out after October. Yeah, because what uh, this is middle of August. This week is a Boozer episode, right? No, this week is Felipe Part One. Yes. Yep. Okay then. So then. Next week would be Boozer. Welcome to the United States of Math podcast. Oh yeah. Then then the next week that will be in uh, September, which would be starting with us. Welcome to the magical world of our scheduling, listeners. It is uh, it is hectic as hell. Yeah, Just with the two we, separate teams and backlogs and picking what episode goes <laughs> where, it becomes oh, yeah. like a like a beautiful mind scene where or was it the what's the one where the guys. Uh, Rayman, where he's just seeing all the fu- the fucking numbers and everything, trying to calculate and all that. Yeah, no, when like we, f- you feel like you don't have a lot of episodes, but then you think about how we only play our stuff every other week, and you go to figure out when an episode's supposed to air, and you find out it's like three yeah, months. You, from now. you find out your two parter you recorded two months ago isn't going to come out until November, and you're <laughs> like, maybe we're not so bad off. <laughs> Uh, but it's been a second since all three of us have been in the studio. Uh, da, 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 da. How's everything going, Bose? Yeah. yeah, no, everything's, for the most part, going all right. Um, you know. Uh, How's it feel not having a van to cry in anymore? I know, no, I just got to You have cry to cry in your house like the rest of us. Yeah, it's weird. I don't know, new job, 
like the old one, but with more people to bitch about. Uh, you know, but things are going all right for the most part. Would you like to name drop the company so you can try and get fired from there too? Oh, no, I think I have an NDA, so I legally can't. <laughs> oh, damn. Fair enough. So let's, let's, you, so <laughs> for those of you who might not know, an NDA is a non disclosure agreement. And uh, generally speaking, you're not even allowed to talk about that you're under NDA. So, I mean, uh, my whole week. Well, I can at least say I'm under an NDA with my job because that's common, but that that's not going to say who I'm working for. My whole week has been like plagued with NDAs because I fell down. I was talking about the other day at uh, Matt's kid's birthday. I have fell down a rabbit hole. I've been recently uh, parting together uh, a certain set of Yu-Gi-Oh cards, Elemental Heroes, because I want to put them in a frame. I used to have all mine in a frame, but then they slowly became really, really, really fucking expensive. So now they're all in a fire safe box. But I missed my frame, so I'm rebuilding it. And I fell down this rabbit hole of being like, there's this one specific card. And Konami is a whore for money, so they reprint cards all the time. Because Konami cannot stand watching people profit off of cards. They're like, okay, let's like Pot of Address when it dropped. It was a big money card. And everybody was like, yeah, I got this. Buy this for 60 bucks." And Konami's like, mm, I don't like that you're selling that for 60 bucks. I'd rather them spend 15 bucks on a tin and get it. So they <laughs> put the card in the tin. They reprint things all the time. There's one Elemental Hero card that has never been reprinted since the day that it was put out. Almost 20 years ago at this point in time, which is crazy to think about that something from GX was released almost oh, yeah. 20 years ago. We're fucking old. Uh but I was like, why has this one card not been reprint- reprinted? It's bugging me because I'm going to eventually have to bite the bullet of spending the money to get that card. It's, a, it's about $160 for this card because it's never been redone. So I'm like, why hasn't this done? And I look into it, and there's just conspiracy after conspiracy. People <laughs> thinking apparently Konami has big NDAs on artists. Like if you design a card art for Konami, you're not allowed to go out and be like, that's my card. You notice how on Pokemon cards, it says the artist on them. Who specifically did that design? Konami does not. Nothing on there to state who the artist is. I don't know if it's because they don't want people poaching their artist, if they don't want it getting tied to somebody in case the artist does something weird. Yeah. Who knows? But uh, this card, everybody thinks it has something to do with that because recently in this newest set, they put out a spell card that has art from the TV show intro where it had all the Neos fusions in one frame together. And they have very clearly cut out Air Neos, but left both his wings in the picture. Because I guess they didn't realize what it was. So there very clearly is something up with that specific character to where he has just been scrubbed from the mythos as a whole. Because the two new mobile games that are out, he's not in them either. So my whole... I've been learning about NDAs and all that all this week, trying to fucking put together the yarn to where where Air Neos is and <laughs> what's going on. Yeah, it's my goal to eventually do some kind of job that requires me to be under NDA, but it hasn't happened yet. So if you uh, work legal for any company and you'd like to send me an NDA, I'll happily sign it. You just want to be told it. you can't talk about things? Yeah. Make you feel important? You've been in video game betas. You've signed NDA agreements Yeah, you're in before. the CFD Insiders, and you're... Uh, I mean, okay, yeah, but that's that's NDA. like, I, I mean, that's a, oh, whatever. That's what that yeah, is. Yeah, that's right. Matt breaks his NDAs all the time when it comes to That's okay. You can say that games. as long as you don't leak your gamer tag. They can't come at you. <laughs> my gamer tag is the ha ha zero, zero one. <laughs> Chokes on you. That's not my gamer tag. <laughs> Brandon's got multiple gamer tags because he gets permaban from things. 
We don't want to talk about that. So yeah, it's been a little while since all three of us have sit down. It has been a while. And, I mean, it's weird to also think about. This is technically going to be the first, Brandon's second story, which is crazy to think about. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's like that conversation we had the other day where it was like we're thinking back on like how many episodes each person has done, and you realize how few it kind of has been. Yeah, other than my ass, I've done multiple because I mean, I started off back to back basically. Oh, yeah. Because I did the Amons, then Andrews, and then I've gotten the Tech Tech in. Yeah. And everything. And you guys have both have just got the one each. You got that's Winchester still, and he's got uh, the Schmurls. Yeah, you know? well, I was about to say that's still out of released episodes, only three. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's crazy to think we've been doing this since we're almost at episode 20. May, I think is when we released the first episode. Mm-hmm. Have we done episode as 20 episode released 20 yet? Episode 20 is going to be uh the one with uh I forget her name. I want to say ooh, I've got it here somewhere. Jennifer. That's going to be episode 20 is going to have yeah. aired by now. It's going to be Jennifer with her talking about her haunting that was on the show A Haunting. Yeah. This uh, is episode 21. This will be episode 21. Damn. Yeah. No, it's that's episodes. uh now the fun part is to see if that we hit ten thousand downloads before we hit twenty. Shit. I'd be yeah, surprised be awesome. if we don't hit ten thousand this week. Yeah, no, I would too. But we you know, we always get to see. That'd be cool. Yeah. It's been a hectic and fun ride. It's just like I said, it's crazy to think about like you sit down and like it's gonna be it's gonna be weird for the listeners because like I said, in November they're gonna get Snedecker part one and two. We recorded that months ago. Oh, yeah. You know? So it's just like... Five months ago, five, six months ago is when we recorded... Oh, no, I'm thinking uh, our first couple. Our first couple (laughs) episodes. But it's just crazy to think about. Like, there's stuff that we've recorded so long ago, and it's still got months before it'll even hit the airways. We recorded our first episodes in April. We released them in May. Yeah. Uh, We recorded... So we might have recorded Snedecker Part One in May. It was a long no, time ago. It wasn't, it wasn't May, but it, it was a May. long time ago. I know Snedecker Part Two happened in didn't it? Snedecker Part Two happened right after our trip to Dallas. Oh, okay. It was at, right. We got home from Dallas and came and straight did, to the studio. Yeah, Snedecker Part Two. Yeah. Yeah. So Part One was in June. Part Two was in June. Yes, part one would have been weeks before that. So yeah. it might have been. Yeah, I was thinking it was like early May. June was when we, I thought it was early June. When it it might have been. I think it, it was been early, early June. June. And then on the, by the end of June, I think it was the 27th or the 28th, we recorded part two. Yeah. Uh, spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Eventually there will be a two-parter. It, probably November because we've got, we've got tons of stuff to deal with before then. Don't go oh, looking yeah. it up early. Yeah, uh, but this week it will be Brandon presenting. I still don't know what Brandon's presenting, so I'm very interested to find out yeah, what's going on. Yeah, we made this whole planning thing for it, and then... I, I put my episode I, on the board. Yeah, I know you did, but I had checked it multiple times before you did, and then didn't check it after, so I still have no idea. So that's on you. I think you named it once, but it didn't register with me to remember it. Uh, but that's it fine. a couple times. Because I'm not going to research what you're doing, because... Uh, it's no fun. As we found out with SCP, I tend to interject a lot when people are t- talking about things that I also know about. Well, it's fine. It's always fine to weigh in and everything. God knows I fucking weigh in on everything <laughs> that fucking pops up. I'm trying I, uh, to think if there's anything else we need to cover before we dive into whatever we're going into here. Dun, 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 dun. Anybody? 
Anybody got happenings in their lives they want to talk about? Or uh, might just been a lot of fucking Yu-Gi-Oh research. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't have anything. I mean, for the most part, I've just been pl- I've been getting back into chess and playing a lot of Counter Strike. Uh, That's been my life for the past. Oh, few you weeks. know what we can talk about? Paranormal experiences and everything. If you follow our social medias, you might have seen it pop up every now and then. But it's the motherfucking ghost of Harry Houdini. <laughs> oh, oh, need to pick asshole. me up some of those uh, Red Bulls. I don't even know if the Red Bulls are still going. He started fucking pitching fucking Dunkaroos here recently. <laughs> Which motherfucker? I didn't even know Dunkaroos were out and about. But apparently, Seven Eleven's like buy two Dunkaroos, get one free. <laughs> oh yeah, I've seen Dunkaroos at H E B, but um, I don't. Hey, hey, we gotta ask Houdini for the hookups, right? Oh man, I you can't, don't give a mouse a cookie. You ask him about that, and he's gonna be in your inbox constantly, fucking telling you about Red Bulls and Slurpees and shit. <laughs> I want to know why Harry Houdini is haunting a 7-Eleven. What fucking travesty befell his spirit to where he just ended up in a fucking 7-Eleven? Um, fantastic bull- deals. Did they bulldoze the hot? Did he die in a hospital? Or did he die in his own bed? Did they bulldoze where he died and they put a 7-Eleven up? Or I don't. I don't. I don't actually know how he died. He uh, well. He, he so there's a, a mystery to to his exact reason to his death. Oh. But the the reported historical cause was he had a contest with a bunch of frat bros at Harvard, I believe, and he dared them to hit him in the stomach, and it caused him to have like oh shit. Th- okay, you're right. That is Houdini. I was. I I, my, I was thinking Houdini. I thought I was thinking. So that crossed my mind. Oh, so it's not a. It's. I what? was thinking that that was somebody else because I was getting the escape artist Houdini separated from the skeptic Houdini. I They're totally the same for, person. The same I person. know. I know it's the same person. <laughs> I'm saying what I'm saying is my brain because every time we've talked about him so far, we've talked about him about the skeptic stuff. Yeah, um, obvious reason. Totally separated his his everything he did in my mind between his skeptic stuff. Oh, yeah. and no. his escape artist stuff. And so when yeah, you first said was, uh, we don't know how he died, the punch to the stomach thing came to my mind, and I was like, "Well, that's not right. That's some other guy." No, they absolutely know how he died. The magician hadn't had time to prepare for the blow. It ruptured his appendix. Yeah. Well, he fell again, ill on the train to Detroit. After performing one last time, he was hospitalized. Doctors operate on him, but to no avail. The burst appendix poisoned his system, and yeah. he died October 31st. So, 30- that, so that was the he thing. died on October 31st. So that was the thing. I was actually reading a little Ooh. article uh, a little while back that actually said that there is some debate as to what actually killed him. Well, that the, is the reported historical cause, the, but, there, but there is some mystery behind it. They're not... Like, there are people who argue that, no, he it wasn't because his appendix burst. Well, apparently it was because his system had toxic shock because of yeah. everything. Like, yeah, I guess there, that's There might have been some kind of underlying medical reason yeah. that the punch made him die. Yeah. Uh, like I said, I forget exactly what it was because it was uh, about a month ago probably when I was reading that. So I don't exactly remember Maybe all the Maybe 7-Eleven needed a spokesperson. And they I don't had know him. that he's a sanctioned spokesperson for 7-Eleven. <laughs> Well, how many stops have you made to 7-Eleven since the ghost of Harry Houdini started dropping hints in your inbox? To be fair, I was already frequenting... I've always frequented 7-Eleven because, one, I like novelty collectible items, and they always have cool Slurpee cups and stuff. Yeah. Uh, So I always went to 7-Eleven. Plus, 7-Eleven has good little fucking snacks and stuff in their little rotating hot dog shelves and all that. (laughs) 
You can get a 7-Eleven. You can get a fucking... Now I'm sounding like Harry Houdini. You can get a fucking... Instead of a hot dog, right? They got that hot dog station and everything. You yeah. can get a breaded chicken tender that's shaped like a hot dog instead and slap that bitch in a hot dog bun and then hit it with the nacho cheese machine. Whoo! That's some good Why shit. Why am I the fat one? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> it's fucking delicious. That's all I can tell you. Uh, like 17 different flavors of taquitos. If I ate one of those, I'd gain 10 pounds. You sound like fucking Sonny from uh, Big Daddy where he was like, oh, yeah, I used to eat like that too, kid, but now I have a ch- chocolate malt in my ass jiggles for a week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. No 7-Eleven's where you want to go if you want to just fuck yourself up with some cheap food. You just so, sit in a coma uh, 7-Eleven, if anyone from your PR department is listening to this, uh, sponsor us. Yeah, fuck the ghost of Harry Houdini. Sponsor us instead. Yeah, that's a little bit rude. <laughs> he's only had nice things to say. I mean, it always segues into a plug for him, but he's always been nice. He came to our defense when that one guy popped up in our comment section was like, bullshit. supernatural shit's all bullshit all the time. And fucking Harry Houdini's ass coming there fucking being like, ooh, I was a skeptic too, but turns out it's real and it blows. And he's like, also... <laughs> No, it doesn't blow two for one on fucking Monster Energy at 7-Eleven. <laughs> he's just getting it where he can get it, you know? But I, don't, I guess maybe he feels like he has to because he's haunting there. You Everybody's got to work that hustle. Yeah. Uh, anyways, I'll digress. I'll let get off Harry Houdini and let Brandon take us into whatever he's got going on. What state are we hitting? Well, we're going to Missouri. I've never been to Missouri. Yep. you Specifically, um, Union Missouri. Have either of you heard of uh, a gentleman named Stephen Lachance? No. All right. So this is uh, his story, and this is what got him into the supernatural. So he is the founder of the Paranormal Task Force in Missouri. He has been in a lot of documentaries. Uh, One of the people who they like to interview a lot. He's been in a lot of TV shows. He's written um, about three best-selling books. On the supernatural, this is from his first one, actually. So he's apparently a legend in the paranormal community at this point. I don't know if I don't think he's as big as like Baggins or the Warrens, obviously, but apparently he is kind of on the upper echelon of that. But uh, this is actually how he became from a skeptic to being a true believer. This happened at 809 North Christiana Avenue in Union, Missouri. And this is a wacky story. So, yeah, this is a little, this is crazy. So, um, and to give you an idea, the RCC, the Roman Catholic Church, actually issued a 156 page report on this house talking about how it was infested with uh, demons. The RCC. It sounds a lot cooler than it is. The <laughs> right? Church. The RCC won't let me be. <laughs> so, uh, did you get your hands on this report? Does this report physically, like, can it be, can people get it? Or is it locked um, away? I tried somewhere? looking it up. Uh, I didn't spend too much time for it. I saw some hints at it online. You said it was Roman Catholic Church, right? Yeah, yeah. We can get that paperwork, Matt. We just got to get you an altar boy costume. And you gotta go deep oh, undercover, and well, that means that take it deep. That's not gonna. I was about to say that. I was about to make. Oh man, he cut me off. I was gonna Ain't make a take it deep to do with a fat altar boy. <laughs> <laughs> no, they all got their types, Matt. We can find the right one. Oh, yeah, literally take one for the team so we can read them. 
Okay, well, so our story starts in 2001. Uh, Mr. Lachance was recently divorced from his wife. He kept uh, his uh, three children at the time, and they were at the verge of actually being homeless. They were living in a small apartment at the time, and uh, he was doing some type of uh, business job where he has to travel a lot, but they had to move. Um, So just one day he ended up finding this white 1930s style house in Union, Missouri. Uh, it was been on, was actually on the market for a while, and it was selling for really cheap. Okay, there's two two red flags right there for haunted house. One, it's been on the market for a while. Two, hella cheap. At yeah. that point, you ask for the supernatural history of that house. And, They're like, yeah, it's been on the market for two years, and uh, it's uh, really cheap, and it's a nice looking house. Yeah, well, I say uh, he they're renting it. They didn't actually buy the house. Oh. You yeah. can still rent haunted houses. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if anything, it seems like it's more likely. Yeah. So they go. So he goes check out the house. Um, you know, like I said, it's a fairly nice old style home. He said the living rooms they had like cherubs up in like each corner of the walls in the living room. Um, cherubs being like angels, like little baby angels. Yeah. yeah, a fucking episode of Doctor Who with the weeping angels that uh. were the baby ones. <laughs> oh uh, yeah, the little fat bastards. Yeah, they said the original artwork around the house was still there, like the wall paintings and stuff. Um, How about the, the hardwood floors. The hard, all hardwood floors. There was a That's large wooden pole that ran from um, ceiling to floor, creating a divider separating the living room from the family room. Two floor home, three bedrooms, large family kitchen, a mud room. What the uh, fuck's a mud room? Uh, so a mud room is usually in the back of the house, and it's made so like when you come in from the rain, you can take off like your muddy boots and hang up your jackets and stuff fancy? like that. They, mud rooms nowadays are also doubled as laundry rooms. Yeah. Um, you don't see them as much today just because that's usually for like a little bit nicer homes, but in older homes, they were really common. Oh, very much like the, the, the door that everybody uses at my house. That's technically a mudroom. Yeah. Kyle's mudroom is his bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> no, Kyle's mudroom is his bridges. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> oh, good shit. Uh, oh. Not for him. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so so there was also like an upstairs breezeway, so you know, like a little deck outside that all the rooms connected to, so they could step out onto the outside yeah, porch. This house was on the market for rent that long. Yeah, that's fucking red flag. He's got fucking cherubs on the goddamn ceiling. Okay, hold on. Does it have red flags though? I would say if it had a high turnover rate, nobody that would be a red flag. It's cheap for rent, and nobody's renting it. But that's what I'm saying. If it's cheap for rent, but nobody's renting it, how are people going to know that it's haunted? I'm just saying. How is nobody? What would make more sense is if you had it's like all very the, short-term tenants. It's because all the local people know it's haunted, so they ain't rent mm-hmm. it. Yeah, everybody's like, uh-uh, that place haunted. That guy comes in from out of town. He's like, this is a great deal. And they're like, mm. yeah, that place. Hey, how many people are renting in your place? And uh, what's the uh, the kill count you found? <laughs> yeah, <from> big, there? <laughs> exactly. People don't fucking pass on good rent. <laughs> no. So uh, also, there was a butcher shower in the basement as well. The fuck is a butcher shower? So again, this was a 1930s home in like a rural area. So a butcher shower is basically where you would wash off blood and stuff in the basement from an animal. That's where you butcher animals and you clean off all the blood down there. Oof. E- <laughs> yeah. It's like a farm. It's a farm no. I get it. It was practical thing. then. Doesn't make it sound any less hinky. Yeah. yeah. 
That's something a serial killer looks for while renting a fucking apartment. Like, you got a butcher shower up in this bitch? Yeah. Like, yeah, well, I mean, we don't really use them anymore, but he's like, don't worry, I won't use them for animals. <laughs> <laughs> how much uh, How much blood do you think this drain can take at one go? Yeah. Like, like uh, might if, risk of overloading things. I'd hate to. Like, as far as disposal blood. of unused limbs, do you think like a girthy man's arm could fit down that drain? Or <laughs> Yeah, can I get like a large industrial. Uh, trash all uh, hypotheticals hypothetical yeah. i just i just curious mind i, just I need a garbage that. disposal that can grind bone if you got one of those like preferably so like the size of a lawnmower blade just like in a giant drain can you make that happen for me <laughs> uh, so one weird thing though is on all the doors to the bedrooms and like bathrooms and stuff they all had latches on the outside of the door yeah, have you ever had kids? <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. I literally, just yesterday after we left uh, your kid's birthday party, I went out and bought refrigerator latches, <laughs> and they make regular-ass doorknobs. Uh-huh. They now make these things that are like hard cases you snap over the doorknob. Oh, yeah, I've seen those, so they can't turn it. Yeah, they just rotate. Cause, okay, so like I hate to interrupt your story or anything real quick, but like uh, it has been a nightmare. At one point, my daughter decided that she now uh, can... She's in kindergarten now. And she just decided now that she will get in the fridge and the freezer when she wakes up at the ass crack of dawn. Because she will wake up at like 5 in the morning now and not wake anybody up. And she will go try to pour herself some juice. I mean, I should, it's anything and everything. I made hot... I made spicy chicken to go with some pasta I made the other day. And I still had it cut up. And on a cutting board in the fridge, right? I wake up in the morning and the fridge open the fridge up. The whole cutting board has been cleared of all the chicken. She ate all the chicken off. Oh no! Uh, fucking two nights before that, she had gotten in the freezer, and I woke up and she's asleep on the couch, just passed out. But Bean Dip is sitting in the middle of the floor watching cartoons on TV, and she has chocolate on her face. Uh. And I and I see a wrapper for an ice cream sandwich. And not, the, the freezer's way up top, so I don't think anything of it. I think, and this sounds horrible, but if you're a parent, you know that kids are trash people. I thought she got Kayla's ice cream sandwich wrapper out of the trash from the night before and licked it clean. <laughs> That's just where my dad brain went, because kids are trash people. They'll do it. Oh, they yeah. can get some of that chocolate hit. They're gonna, they'll, they'll get it however they can get it. But I go to work, and Kayla messaged me. It's like, yeah, they got into the freezer, and they ate all the ice cream sandwiches. So what I was seeing <laughs> oh, is that no. Essie was in a fucking coma, from eating like four ice cream sandwiches by herself. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I'll get fridge locks. And then when I, the night, bef- the day before I go to get fridge locks, I find out that I need to get a fucking child safety thing for the door for the cabinet because she now opened the pantry, decided she wanted to feed the cats. So there was just cat food everywhere, which our cats only eat once a day. So they got to eat at five o'clock in the morning and like eat almost a whole bag of fucking cat food. Oh. And they found candy and ate Ew. the candy. So my house is now locked up. And that doorknob is absolutely fucking annoying. Because what it is, is it's a hard case that goes on the doorknob yeah, and it just, it just like spins. Holes and yeah. you have to try and, but and you have to stick it, your right? fingers in the holes and turn it. And she is watching us like a fucking hawk. Anytime we go near that refrigerator uh-huh. or that doorknob, she's trying to figure out how it works. <laughs> and my hands were wet from washing dishes, so I couldn't get the fucking doorknob <laughs> to work. And so I get my shirt out and start doing it. So I see her. Oh, no. She thinks, that, she thinks the key to this thing is T-shirts. 
So she put her T-shirt on her hand and started trying to paw at the door because she thought it was just T-shirt activated or some <laughs> shit. And I was like, yeah, you can give it hell, kid. It's not going to work, but you do what you do. Well, That's yeah. it. She won't be too long until she has that figured out, and then yeah, you're fucked. Good lord. It's only karma, though, because my mom's always told me they had to put child safety locks on the refrigerator because apparently I'd wake up in the middle of the night and eat whole sticks of butter when I was her age. Yeah. I, How are you not fat? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so, apparently, you know, it's just I don't karma. think we were ever so fat as kids that we was like, you know what? I'm just going to eat a whole fucking stick of butter. I don't remember butter. it. I was just yeah. little, but this butter apparently tastes good. So, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't think Essie would eat a whole chicken breast that's spicy, but apparently it was there. <laughs> she did it, you know? Oh, man. Cold chicken. That sounds gross. Kids will do anything for just like food, especially if it's something, even if it's something they yeah. would normally eat when given to them, just the fact that they could get it themselves. I remember when I was a kid, I fell through three shelves in our house in Indiana because I started to climb the shelf to get to some Aldi's brand fucking knockoff Doritos, and the <laughs> shelf went down, and it took three with it. Okay, so is this happening on weekdays or weekends? Uh, Mostly weekdays. So. so you already have to get up super early in the morning to get the kids ready for school. But it's happening even earlier yeah, than no, that. She's waking up like her eternal internal clock at one point just was like, let's get up at four o'clock in the morning. Ooh. Yeah. And she won't wake anybody up, but she'll go. She'll find the remote. She'll turn the TV on and then she's going to go make herself a fucking snack. It'll either be spicy chicken and milk or God knows what. <laughs> the worst part is, is we have these water jugs in the fridge. Uh-huh. They have a little thing where you pull out to let the water out. Wake up to a morning to where the whole vegetable crispers full of water because she was trying to pour herself a glass of water oh, and was just no. going right into the crisper. <laughs> uh, kids are a joy. Anyways, go ahead, Brandon. <laughs> okay. So, you know, uh, Stephen was checking out this house, saw everything, and it's like, okay, well, this sounds like a deal. I'm going to take it, despite all the red flags. And that was when he fucked up. <laughs> yeah, that's when he fucked up. was widely up. regarded as a bad move. So he starts uh, moving stuff in, get the kids there to help, and um, one of the one of his new neighbors kind of pulled up. He's like, "All right, hope it works out." See, I told you the locals fucking know. <laughs> oh, let me put it like this. So hey, I, man, you fucked. Good luck. <laughs> so, so uh, one of the first things they start doing as they're moving everything, they're like, you know, we also need to do some yard work, and then kids doing yard work, and he's like, hey, dad, come check this out. As one of the neighbors start walking up because uh, his daughter's been watching all day, and uh, he comes outside and he's like, what? And uh, it's like. All anytime anyone would come to walk by the house, they would cross the street before they get to the house. I thought you were gonna be like the kids, like, "Hey, Dad, come check this out!" And all the neighbors are out there passing around money, and they're all betting how long they're gonna. <laughs> like, I, got, I got three weeks on them. They look weak. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like like they're walking around. The yeah, house, yeah, like, yeah. They're a- just like they are going out of their way to just avoid stepping in front of this house. So it's Fuck, like I told you the locals. Oh yeah, they know something. Always the sons of bitches. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, so so um, they're doing the they're doing yard work, and then um, he's he asks his son to go downstairs to the basement and grab the water hose real quick. And, you know, just he hasn't seen anyone else doing any hasn't had anything going on yet. As uh, his son goes down, he's uh, down there to get that. He starts hearing his kids screaming. He goes he goes to to his son, ask what's happening. Apparently he's his standing in a puddle of his own urine. Because th- that's how scared this kid was. And he's like it's my a least giant favorite kind of puddle. Yeah, he was like a giant monster chased me up the basement stairs. 
I'm obliged to believe my kid if they fucking. How old is this kid? You know, uh, he was nine at the time. I'm obliged to believe my kid if they piss a whole puddle around themselves. Yeah. Like, clearly they saw something. It might not have been a monster. Maybe it's a brown bear. Like, who, who fucking knows? It was something big that made them fucking <laughs> Yeah, he goes on there. He checked it out. He didn't see anything. And so he just blew it off as kid's imagination, just making things up, right? Those kids pissing themselves to tell the story. Yeah, and- classic. Yeah, he goes in. So one of the next things I have, and he goes in there. He's trying to hang up a picture in the living room. Uh, it's just like a little angel picture to, like, to kind of match, you know, the cherubs on the walls and stuff. And he starts hanging it. Hang it, walk away. It falls to the ground. He's like, okay, whatever. Goes back, hangs it up again. Turns around, starts walking away. It falls again. He's like, son of a bitch. <laughs> he goes around, puts it up. He's like, stay there. He walks into the other room. And he hear, hears it crashes again. No matter what he does, he cannot get this picture to hang. Nail gun. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for this to be another case of wall person, but like he went to hammer the nail, and when he hammered it, he heard, oh! <laughs> <laughs> so, and uh, for a while, they would leave the house, and he would get mad at this, uh, blaming the kids, but they would come home, and all the lights would be on. And he's just like, son of a bitch. So he would go in, he'd be like yelling at the kids, why are y'all leaving the lights on? Like, this is like, y'all need to turn them off. Power's not cheap. So he would go through, turn, check it again. And one day before they left, he turned off all the lights, made sure it was all off before he left because this kept on happening. And when they got home, all the lights were on again. Fucking. So he's, he doesn't know what's up with this. How long until he schnedeckers it and starts taking light bulbs? <laughs> yeah. He said uh, as they were as they were staying there, uh, it was like every room would be at a different temperature. So like he so like he's freezing his ass off in one room, and can't get the temperature up, and his daughter would come in talking about how hot it is in the other room, like in her bedroom, and he's like, "How can it be hot?" And she but she is drenched in sweat. Oof. And apparently, this is all over the house. Every room would be different. Sign my ass up for the cold room. But I say, which room is the crisp sixty degree room? <laughs> <laughs> he said on one Sunday night, and finally saw what as he was in the kitchen eating dinner, like a smoky, dark gray figure just stand in the middle of a doorway. And he said, it took like. He had to stop and think about it for a second. I can either freak out and leave, or we can leave in like an orderly manner. So, uh, the black smoke. I chose freak out. <laughs> <laughs> so it, so it dissipated in the air as soon as it left. It's like okay. We are going to pack up the kids, and we're going to go to grandparents. You got to make like the dad in the fucking uh, Haunting a Hill House pick your favorite kid first and get him out <laughs> to the van. Okay, so as they got to the front door, they heard a screaming so loud, it shook the house and caused dogs to bark throughout the neighborhood. That's rough, but it's better than getting close to the door and hearing the door fucking lock. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll take the scream over. A... <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. We've been there before. Yeah. <laughs> so they get to the car, and as they're driving away, the son looked back, he's like, 
the basement monsters watching us. No, and he points I'm and he look- can see the they can see like a large figure I'm in the upstairs windows watching them drive away. The kid away. says that and I'm like, that's nice, honey. And I just keep looking forward. I'm not looking back. <laughs> It's like the end of the second Friday the 13th film. Yeah, Jason just waving <laughs> yeah. vigorously from the fucking top of the barn. Oh. I'm going to I'm gonna come down there. <laughs> no, no, no. Stay up there. No, 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 no. no, no. We're good. I'm, I'm going to come down. I'm going to come down to you. No, stay up there. I don't want to be sitting in a pole of my piss like my kid was standing in the other day. I'm not looking back. So, so they get to the grandparents' house, and uh, Stephen had to go on another business trip. And as he's gone, you know, he was gone for a few days and he was trying to think about what to do. He's like, so after this crazy moment that everybody in the house saw, he made his kids fucking stay there alone. No, 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 no. They were staying at the grandparents. Oh, the grandparents. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, don't worry, the kids, the monster will watch you guys. You gotta go on a business trip. (laughs) Because he talks about he like, like he had to go away on business like the next day. So he just left the kids with the grandparents and had him, you know, them console the kids from there experience while he was gone but he was like well we're poor we have nowhere else to go we gotta go back to the house it's just like everything else ghosts are the poor people's problem (laughs) 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 our asses can't afford to move out (laughs) so they get back and it's quiet for a little bit um they were they decided to check out the shed outside because they haven't had a chance to go out there yet and oddly enough, they found like a bunch of possessions belonging to what looked like multiple different people. So Stephen finally calls a landlord. He's like, "Hey, has anyone ever talked about ghosts when it comes to this house?" Like, oh, absolutely, all the time. <laughs> yeah. They all shut up about. That's it. why oh, the place yeah. is so and fucking cheap. The landlord, Once a week, there's a loud scream that shakes all the windows. <laughs> yeah, the landlord, Mister Winters, is talking to him. He's like, "No, no one ever did." This I mean, like I mean, one one tenant did uh, talk about the their dead the father coming back to visit them. Who was the big monster? It was Mister Winters. <laughs> Yeah, it was like like it was weird. She just kind of upped and left and left a bunch of belongings in the shed, and she just never came and picked them up. He's like, okay, that's weird. Well, how long has people stayed in the house? Like, no one's ever lived there more than a year. It's like maybe tell us that before you rent yeah. it. Well, then he wouldn't have rented it. It's fair. Yeah. <laughs> What do y'all picture when you think of the monster? Because I keep seeing the big fuzzy monster from the Muppets when I think of the monster <laughs> in the window. Uh, I'm just picturing like a large black mass. Fair enough. With red eyes. Yours is scarier than mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But to be fair, if you left your house and you looked back at the window and you saw that big fuzzy Muppet from the Muppets. Honestly, that may be scary. Yeah, I'm like, what the fuck? Because you see that and I mean... You're going to think it's a person in a costume. You're like, holy fuck, what kind of serial killer is hanging out in my house? <laughs> and God, he's got a great budget for costuming. <laughs> <laughs> so now that they're back, the house was quiet for a few days. All right. One night, he's upstairs on the phone with his mother. The kids are downstairs playing and the doors start rattling. And, you know, not really thinking anything of it. You know, it's just kind of softly. He's thinking it's the kids just making a lot of noise and the ho- doors are shaking because of it. So he's yelling at the kids, hey, quiet down a bit. But then the 
swords snarling, rattling louder and louder and louder. And then the sound slowly gets louder of no it's coming yeah he did the the temperature in the house overall he said it dropped 30 degrees i don't know where he got 30 degrees from but a thermostat maybe well so the monsters in the hallway be like i'm knocking it down 30 degrees steve why don't you come on out i'm like no i'm not doing it it's a hot summer steve you're gonna run that bill up that bill's gonna suck you were bitching about lights Oh, he said that it started to stink. There was a stench just coming from somewhere, and everyone I shit could on these walls. Monsters <laughs> a tick. And then he said the next thing that started happening was then the screaming started, really quiet, and it just got louder and louder. And then Stephen called his mother for he- on the phone. I was like, I need help. And as he said that, the house started to shake. His mom's like, "What's the matter? Here, mom, just listen." He holds the phone up. Dude. <laughs> yeah. So he up. So he starts running downstairs. He starts collecting the kids, and that's when he said he could hear something coming from upstairs down. And he just said it was just like boom, boom, like loud ass footsteps from a giant monster. He said he could hear the man scream, and then a new scream popped up, which sounded like a child mixed in with the old one. Ew. And he, so he began running to the door, and the door wouldn't open. See, when I told you, there's nothing worse than hearing the click. Yeah. The screams are bad, but the ch that's game over, son. Yeah, apparently he had to start slamming his weight into the door to bust it down. And it got so bad, he, like, messed up his shoulder, got bruised all over the side of his arm, because that's how hard he had to hit it to open up that well, door. no shit. Outside doors open to the inside. Yeah. I, you're going against... I When in doubt, window. Yeah, he said. Yeah. He said it finally opened up after slamming into it for a bit, and then as they were running to the car, uh, the, the, they said that they could see like the blackness going room to room, like it was searching for like them. A fucking SWAT clearing the house like a fucking SWAT team. Yeah. Oof. Does the fucking ghost not listen? He mm-hmm. bashed the door open. Yeah, he you said, see any of you left any of the least favorite kids behind? You gotta <laughs> pick off the stragglers. Yeah, it took exactly 13 days to chase them out of the house. God damn. And he said he never brought the kids back. He went. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's he, good. yeah go. he went back afterwards to bring with other people to like pack up their belongings. Oh, yeah, he's about to gang gang on the ghost. <laughs> uh, and he said every time they went, the ghost just became indiscriminate and just started making noises and disturbing everything when they went to go pack things up. And he said every person he brought out there witnessed something. It's weird. When he was picking people to go with him, he'd fucking met, challenge each of them to a foot race to make sure he was faster than them before they went. He'd be like, Let, before you come help me move some stuff, let's let, let, let's see who's faster than who. Oh, you're faster than me? I don't need your help. <laughs> I need strength, not speed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he said uh, after a month month away from after they moved out, he said a friend of his actually mis- called him. He's like, hey, can you look into this person, a Captain John T. Crow? And it was the face of the monster. Now I'm seeing the monster from the Muppets, but in the Muppets uh, pirate movie. The one's <laughs> <His> uniform. <laughs> yeah, so like this completely like, upturned his life like he became a believer at that like 
I After became a believer this. at the fucking screams and the black yeah. thing. Not be yeah. like, oh, fuck, look, that's who's haunting me. I've been like, the moment there was screaming and fucking black mist thing, that that's that's all it takes. All of that still had me on the fence, yeah. but a photo, that's what got me. Yeah. So after three years after all this happened, they moved out. They kind of stopped experiencing things. Luckily, the ghost didn't follow them. Um, but he decided to write his story online um, under the American Legends. He put it on his MySpace. Nice. Yeah. Uh, so that would have been about 2005 or so when he Absolutely. wrote that. Um, His page song was Hinder, Lips of an Angel. But, but someone. Monster by Skillet. <laughs> but some of the local paranormal community actually reached out and said, hey. Um, Give me them address, dog. <laughs> so. My name is Zach Baggins. <laughs> apparently, Mr. Winters got someone else to start renting the house and uh, she started having worse experiences than what he. He had. God damn. And so this is kind of where, so this is the in the second part of his first book. So some of this is kind of like a little bit more narrative-y. So, and it's kind of maybe drawn up for the drama a bit, but he, but apparently he felt the need to try and help this woman because of his experiences. And this is where he started making up his own, uh, like he made, yeah, he made the paranormal task force. Which is what they're called. Task Force X. But yeah, apparently uh, the woman was named was Helen. And like him, she was hearing whispers. He's heard footsteps going up and down the stairs. But one thing that was different was her light bulbs kept blowing. Like shattering. Um, The gutters caught on fire. What the fuck? That's not a fire you want. (laughs) Right? The transformer outside her house blew up like every six to eight months. Jesus, that's a city problem. <laughs> uh, her daughter's doll, something cut the hair off of the doll. It's a ghost of a barber. Yeah, yeah. They're just trying to do a good job. They adopted a kitten. Oh no! <laughs> they found the kitten with its neck broken and back broken upstairs uh, oh, i'm sorry people yeah disclaimer is a little late there on that one. <laughs> oh, poor kitty rest in peace yeah her is. uh her grandson who was staying the weekend was found fucking kitten holy shit yeah he uh, he was found uh he was he claims he was pushed down the stairs when no one was there, but he claimed some someone pushed him, even though he was at the house by himself. Um, I can say this ghost really wanted to impress somebody. Should have snapped the kid's neck, right? Exactly. You, you impress you're gonna you're gonna rip the cat in half, but you're gonna just gonna push a kid down the stairs. Rip the cat in half. You just folded it like a fucking lawn chair. <laughs> yeah, she said one night when she was home by herself because it's a grandmother. She's there with like her husband and. The, family visits every now and then but said that one day the police showed up when she was by herself because someone made a suicide call from her address oh man that ghost is being like he hold on one sec yeah i'd like to replace uh i'd like to call in a homo i mean suicide (laughs) (laughs) also uh i'd like to sing you a song (laughs) oh god it's the monster It's like every time she would leave and come back, she would find windows open, doors open. Yeah, because he's lights like on. he's trying to frame her for a suicide. He's like, the windows open, Helen. Why don't you go lean into it real quick? <laughs> yeah, close so it. All this was happening before Stephen like met her. 
And like, so she was just having a nightmare of a time and she could not move. Cause you know, old lady, like, what is she going to do financially? Well, Stephen apparently lost his job. And so he felt like he had plenty of time to help her out. So or he could be looking for a new job, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he Got kids, but yeah. I don't know. So he was trying to do research on this house, figure something out. And it was something he didn't do before, but it was always in his mind. So that's why he decided to try and do some reading up on it. And all he could really find was like some stories of like slave abuse in the area. There was some civil war stuff that was going on. Could you imagine you're dealing with this haunting? You're an old ass lady. You're dealing with the haunting. You get a knock on the door and it's a guy. I'm sure he has like a patch on his shirt. Am I like, hi, uh, I'm a blah, blah, blah with the paranormal task well, force. So he didn't make the task force yet. Okay. Uh, it's getting to it. But hear me out. The origins. So you hear me yeah. out. He shows up. He's like, I'm with, par- I'm with the paranormal task force. And she's like, oh, great. What's your, uh, what's your credentials? I was haunted once. Read Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> Do you even have your business license? No, no, but I got this fucking bitchin' shirt. <laughs> it's like, you think I'm paying taxes? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We good. <laughs> Oh, ghost like, oh, shit, he got an embroidered shirt. We fuck now. Welcome back, Dave. <laughs> yeah, he said it was weird because, like, he couldn't really tie anything with the Civil War stories and stuff to the house because the house was, like, a se- series pre-built from 1930s. So, like, it doesn't it make old, any sense. It's just not that old. Yeah, it's old. But there were some stories for him around the area of just, like, some horrendous stuff of, like, a... Like, there was a Civil War hospital and things like that where some bad shit went down. But he couldn't find too much information into it because he said it felt like whenever he would go do research, like, the archivists and stuff at the library would, like, hide books and stuff from him. So, like I said, that's where it kind of comes, like, it feels like this is more, like, of a narrative thing because it's, like, who would actually do that? But that's what he claims, Uh that people were hiding the history of the house from him. Realtors do that shit all the time. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he started hiring in different paranormal investigators to try and help. And he tried bringing in some clergy just to figure out what was going on. And apparently what he claims was that everyone was contradicting everyone else and no one could get anything straight. And that's when he decided he was going to make the paranormal task force and make Helen his first victim. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, his first victim. Uh, And so while this was happening, um, so Helen started having what they called psychic attacks. Um, She became paranoid. She started having like homicidal thoughts uh, towards her family. She started using foul language out of nowhere. Obvious signs of like possession, right? Or working at Walmart. Grandma just got edgy as fuck. All right. <laughs> she showed up to LaChance's home one night with a gun screaming to let her in. Jeez. Uh, she started smoking and listening to hard rock. Why she, did he give her his address? <laughs> so, little disclaimer, she claims that she was raped by the ghost. Oh. Yeah. It's always the fucking worst ghost murder animals and diddle people. Mm-hmm. And it's never one or the other. It's always fucking both. Yeah. It's the fucking Schmurl family. They fucking pretzeled the dog before they went and took dad to pound town. Right? Yeah. Her eyes blacked out. Oh, full on supernatural possession. Yes. Full on supernatural bullshit. 
she then spent some time in a psychiatric war- ward because, uh, you know, this sounds crazy. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Her husband was being completely unsupported at the time because he grew up, you don't mess with the spooky. You leave the spooky alone. Yeah. We'll talk about the spooky. <laughs> and she got convinced that he was cheating on her. So she showed up with a knife at his job to try and murder him. God damn it. Yeah. Are you mad, Steve? Yeah, so they were finally able to move her out, move her in with her daughters. And they said... Good daughters. I would not let her come live with my ass at that point. (laughs) Apparently, they spent years putting her in therapy and getting her help from different uh, paranormal investigators now that she was out. And apparently, it took several years, but they were able to help her. Like I said, and then that's when the Catholic Church moved in and did their investigation of the home and wrote that report after they moved her out. And basically after that, uh, that just goes on to talk about how Stephen uh, has a, like he is full-time paranormal. He does interviews with different news stations. Uh, he was apparently on a Supernatural DVD one time talking about his experiences as a paranormal investigator. Uh, he speaks at conferences. He has a radio show now called Haunted Survivor. And this is like, that's what he does full time now. I need to check him out. I don't think I've ever, I probably, knowing the amount of content I take in, I've probably seen him uh-huh. or heard him at some point. But I just, uh, his name doesn't ring any bells, but I definitely check into it. Give it a look see. Oh, just the fucking animals and the, the diddling. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah, that's. Why can't you give us fun hauntings? I don't know that any of our hauntings have really been fun so far. They usually don't end well or start well or no well at all, really. Yeah. But yeah, no, that's two. That Brandon's two for O there on ghost diddles with his stories. Oof. Yeah. Yeah, and like I said, what's weird about this one is compared to the other haunting stories we talked about, this was like violent and immediate there wasn't no there's was a reason that there was nobody renting that out. fucking house yeah. and yeah. people walking around it when they're walking down the street because they probably get too close and they hear it fucking screaming from the fucking window ain't about it that's just you gotta you, you gotta you gotta baggins it you gotta fucking bulldoze that bitch and let it be a haunted lot all right all right so so that begs the question what would you do if you know you live near a haunted house and people are trying to rent it well, you can't. Are you going to warn them? If you warn them, you end up circling back to Friday 13th. You warn them, you end up like the fucking crazy dude that was in the first like three movies <laughs> where he's like, you're going to die. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody's like, he's just crazy as fuck. But he's not wrong. <laughs> you know, you're going to get stigmatized. Like, and Also, I imagine the landlord would come at your ass fucking legally once he found out every time somebody came over there to check it out, you were like, you go in that house, you're going to get screamed at by a fucking yeah. ghost. Well, and like, and in the book, it talks you got a about... Cat, you won't if you live there. <laughs> it, in the book, it almost paints out the landlord like he's constantly trying to like feed people to the ghosts almost. He's trying to find new <laughs> victims and stuff. And it's just like... Uh, it's like I think he's maybe trying the, to make money, the and land, you know he can't get rid of the house. The land, yeah, a landlord. The <laughs> landlord is the Muppet monster, but he just puts a trench coat and a mustache on. He's like, that house isn't haunted at all. <laughs> it's a great deal. I don't know why I did a finger mustache when I have a mustache. <laughs> Nobody can see it anyways. Like, Nothing's gonna eat you in it's there. It's not haunted. He's definitely not going to kill your cat. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> you should bring lots of cats <laughs> and your old ladies. <laughs> what? <laughs> God damn it! Oh, it's burnt in my head now. Uh, yeah, no, it was rough. Oh yeah. Then like an abrupt uh, people evicting ghost. I don't even know if you'd call it a ghost at that point. At that point, it kind of seems uh, of the uh, poltergeist esque fucking demonic side of the spectrum there because yeah. ghosts are usually a lot more casual haunting that was a lot more i mean as far as the smurls went we went i mean it seems like demons are for lack of better terminology are the ones that like to lay pipe so yeah, oh and like we saw with the smurls at least even with like it took what was it 11 years before they were finally well yeah i think like that one the one chick he they said the chick before them left after about before a year and just left like that yeah. So maybe he, maybe that, maybe the spirit was already riding that fucking spiritual high already. Well, you know, part of it, she got it all built up and dipped, and then it was like, uh -huh. I got all this energy, bitch. It's going somewhere. <laughs> well, and they said that they found multiple people's possessions. They're like, yeah, there's some stuff from obviously from another guy who lived here at one point. So it sounds like multiple people stayed there. And you know, dipped. they were just nope the fuck out, and we just leave shit there. Like, nah, I'm not going back. Nope. Like I said, ghosts become a poor person's problem. Yep. Uh, all's the time. Because you get in there, it gets bad, you can't fucking leave because you can't afford. Grandma didn't leave because she couldn't afford. She ended up trying to fucking shoot a guy and stab her husband. Oh, and yeah. Apparently, a landlord, after they were telling him they were moving, I was like, oh, yeah, old houses aren't for everyone, and I didn't think an old house was for you. Oh, what a uh, douchebag. Right? Right? Why don't you go fucking live in there, fucking Mr. Winters, you yeah. dick? Mm -hmm. You fucking baiting people into going to live with the fucking monster, ah, son of a bitch. Yeah, it does feel like he's feeding almost people like a that Willy shit. Wonderland situation. Yeah. yeah, oh god, it's exactly like Willy's Wonderland. <laughs> like we just need somebody to clean it up for a night, and we'll fix your car. <laughs> Go check out Willy's Wonderland if you haven't. It's a great piece of American cinema. Oh, one of one of Nicolas Cage's best films. It doesn't say a fucking single line that whole movie. Uh. Yeah, okay, well, that was a story. That was it, it seemed like it went by really fucking fast. Yeah. But, I mean, we we're, we're, we're got good time here. Um, that being said, uh, people remember, don't trust fucking landlords. Uh, <laughs> Even if your house ones, isn't haunted, just don't trust your landlord. Especially ones that look like they might have been in the Muppets fucking Pirate Adventure. <laughs> <laughs> don't believe them. Um... If shit, if your kid pisses a giant puddle and says a monster chased him, just believe him. I mean, what's the worst could happen for not, for believing him? You know, just just watch your back. Um, and uh, I think that's all I got. Anybody else got anything else? Uh, no. I think we've all. I think we've 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 said it. I think we've expressed anti landlord. Ism and yeah, well, for all the landlord listeners out there, you know you're a shady piece of shit anyways, so this isn't news to you. <laughs> <laughs> this has been the United States of Paranormal, Logan. Matt. Bose. Keep it spooky, ladies and gentlemen. Do-do-do-do-do. To support other Golden Mojo Entertainment productions, check out Golden Image Podcast, The Call Guys, and Murd Nerds wherever you enjoy listening to podcasts. To see photos and find new episodes of the United States of Paranormal, follow us on our social media, Twitter at T-U-S-O-P-P-O-D, or Instagram at the United States of Paranormal, and Facebook 
the United States of Paranormal. If you have a place that you'd like us to look into or would like to share your spooky story that we can read on the air, please email us at the United States of Paranormal at gmail.com.